Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What is going on, Bills Mafia? Welcome into the sit-down here on the Built-in Buffalo Networks, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, presented by Duff's Famous Wings. And, of course, Built-in Buffalo is in partnership with PLB Sports, Picasso's Pizza Ticket, IQ, and Western New York. And I am the Buffalo Sauce God on Twitter at Buffalo Sauce God, joined here with my co-host, the one, the only, the beautiful Mafia Montage. How you doing? Hey, Bills Mafia, Sauce God. How you doing? We're doing good. It's... uh. One weekend, basically, of free agency, and uh, a lot of exciting things have happened around the league and in Buffalo itself. So excited to get into that with everybody. we got tons to talk about. It is St. Patrick's Day weekend, so if you're just now tuning in, don't forget to hit that like and share on Twitter. Retweet it. Come on over to the YouTube channel, so that way you can get in on the discussion because, as Mafia Montage just stated, we've got tons to talk about. NFL free agency has heated up. Things are shaking up across the NFL. The Buffalo Bills have made a few moves, and they may have some more moves ahead, according to the general manager, Brandon Bean himself. So, montage, let's kick off that introduction video. Let's get it going. This is the sit-down here on the Built in Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, presented by Duff's Famous Wings. And I'm the Sauce God, of course, your host every single week here, Saturday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I'll tell you what, we are always here to provide nonstop updates for whatever the Buffalo Bills are doing. And we have nonstop humor as well, because I'll tell you what, Montage and I have just lately, I think that we're kind of at this point where we're getting more of that uh, fever for football, right? You know, the NFL free agency has kicked off. We're seeing players moving. We're seeing players signed. We know that the draft is going to be coming up so, uh, soon as well. So, montage, it gets me excited to always kind of come in here and discuss it and get a little bit fired up with you and get your take on a lot of these signings because I know that you 
really get into depth with these free agents and what it means for, you know, the salary cap situation and everything going forward. So for those of you that are now just tuning in, don't forget to hit that like and share, join in and hit that comment button as well. And so Montage, let's go ahead. Let's get into it. Well, first and foremost, I got to tell you guys, welcome back into the sit down. Hashtag Bill's Mafia. Get us on Twitter. The countdown to the 2023 NFL regular season is now 172 days, Montage. Holy cow. Now, as Montage just stated, too, I look a, a year older on this week's episode than I did last time, huh? Yeah, one year older. So goes out to say happy birthday uh, yesterday on St. Patrick's Day. So kid's Irish, not really, but uh, it's his birthday. So he can uh, go out there and two reasons to party. So you got to be double fisting on that day. One hand for your birthday, one hand for St. Patty's Day. So come to find out that St. Patrick himself actually was a supposed Italian, British Italian. So I'm just saying. But I was, yeah, of course, good. I appreciate that montage. You know, being being a St. Patty's Day baby has always been kind of fun. And the one thing that I really got a chance to do is kind of talk Bills football with some people. And I actually had a chance just to go out with my my lady, my, um, my mother, and my stepfather. And, and montage, I'll tell you what, that was one of the most chill – Birthdays I've had in forever. I was home by like 11 o'clock. And to me, why? Because I was excited to come in here and talk to you about everything going on with the Buffalo Bills here in the sit-down. So if you guys have questions for us, Super Chat on YouTube is, of course, prioritized. So if you want to holler at us and you want something and you want up-to-date information from myself or Montage, send in a Super Chat on YouTube. So now let's get right to it. Montage, we got to start off hot. we got to start off hot. The Buffalo Bills come out of nowhere. And re-sign safety Jordan Poyer after one of the best seasons of his career. And after a five-year stint with the Buffalo Bills, is it five or six years? Whatever. Regardless. Six, six years, yeah. Exactly. And and so are are you surprised, Montage? And those out there watching, are you guys surprised? I'm surprised the way he did um the way they went about resigning him, it's like if you were gonna go through all this stuff, it's like it I wish they could have just got it done, you know, before this before this last season even happened. Um, but obviously, you know, Poyer had to go see what he could go get and he's got that right. So I think that was driven maybe by him. And, you know, once they saw what the offers were, uh, you know, came back and I'm you know, I knew the Bills wanted him. That that's not surprising, but uh, you know, he had to go see and um kind of, you know, see what the market was like because he hadn't been able to do that too much uh, in his career. So I like and that. Uh, I like that we brought him back, but I'm not surprised at all. I And I think I'm surprised it took this long too, because like, like I've stated time and time again, I don't care about his age because you have to look at the actual amount of time that he has actually played in the, in, in the league. And before he came to Buffalo, it was second to none. So I just, I'm happy they brought him back. I think, it's. I don't know if they were ever 100% going to go after Tremaine Edmonds because he was so much more expensive, and there's reason for it. Yes, this kid is much younger, and he could have uh, more years than a guy like Jordan Poyer, but especially in our Super Bowl window that we have right now, mm-hmm. we need Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde in our safety. You know, th- th- those two really make – even when we have um, – a, a subpar pass rush. Those two guys help make our passing defense as well as our rushing defense that much better. So I'm not surprised at all. And Bill's Mafia, uh, let's let's see if we got any comments there. Montage. And yeah, take this Paul one. C. Noker coming in here. He checked out the market. Good for him. Now, 
his and now we'll get to it, the you know the details of his contract here momentarily as well. But Tremaine Edmonds gets what 18 million a year basically, and you see mm-hmm. that figure and, and you think that's great for him, but like holy cow, holy cow, right? So Jordan Poyer comes back basically. I think I think that there was a lot of interest in other teams. I I don't doubt that, especially the the New Jersey Giants. <laughs> and it says that. Jordan Poyer, I think, all along wanted to come back to Buffalo. I just think you have to play the game. It's the business game. You have to do it. And, you know, and, and we truly know that he wanted to be back here. Now he says he's going to finish his career here. Um, of course, it's only for a two-year deal. Now we still have Micah Hyde for one more, and then we're going to have him in free agency. So that's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. But this is right now two years. So we got, we look like we want to win right now 100%. Still believe that we can. Now, Montage, let's grade this Poirier contract because I'd like to get some details on it. What do you think to – what would you grade the Jordan Poirier contract and on like a scale of A plus is best, you know, the F, F minus if you want as worst? Well, for the Bills, it's a, it's an A plus home run, I think. I mean, for that um, little money, um, you know, I know Poirier had the injury last year, but he played through it. And he's going to get it, you know, some time off with it this offseason. And he's going to be really good with Micah Hyde. Him and Micah Hyde are very good together. So there's no um, there's no hesitation there. I think you still have two years, maybe three years of Hyde and Poyer being, um, you know, towards the top, if not the best safety duo. So, you know, I think it's um, it's interesting that, you know, they've they've not uh, really restructured that many contracts yet and this was one of the reasons they didn't have to restructure more than just uh, i believe the von miller and, and josh allen contracts to get some fine digs too and digs but they you know there's others they could uh play around with and they could make trades or you know get at Oliver off the books if they need yeah. more salary cap space and they haven't done any of it yet um it's not that they won't it's just that they didn't feel like um you know they needed to go out and spend the money yet because they think they have a pretty good team. I mean, if you're, you know, and look, they do, you know, his grade overall last year was 75, really good. Um, you know, obviously, and that's according to who pro football focus. Yeah. PFF. And, 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 and even though they have some, you know, still above average. And I mean, like I PFF sometimes I think undervalues a lot of players on the bill specifically. So, I mean, if you're saying that, then that's a good thing, but I think I give it obviously an A plus because I'm looking at it now, two years, 12 and a half million. We're on the books for, you know, it, dude, that right there, it shows me that not only is where the Buffalo Bills wanted to get Jordan Poyer back the entire time, it also shows me that they waited until after the season because they wanted to just, to just to see, you know, what the market looked like. And basically they wanted to see how they could end up saving money and approach the salary cap situation towards other free agents because we know that they are, are interested and other guys out there, they are still connected to Odell Beckham Jr. And I'm not going to get into that right now, but there are reasons that I love the players that are on this team and that are the core guys, right? Because again, Jordan Poyer probably could have gotten like maybe two years, in my opinion, probably at least 15 mil. And not like 12 and a half mil is like peanuts or nothing, but you see what guys like Derwin James make, you know what I mean? It's in guys what like Kyle Hamilton are going to make, right? It says that, Jordan Poyer is an unselfish teammate, and I'm super glad he's back. And I'm glad because that's one less thing for us to worry about. We don't really have to address the safety position necessarily as high in the draft, I think. And overall, 
that's one of the pieces to our core. So you want to keep that core intact. Montage, let's check in, and check in with some of those comments out there. Yeah, I like this here. John's coming in. They got him for four million less because they let him right test the market. Exactly right. Um, and that's probably where they were at before yeah. training camp, and um, you know they weren't going to accept it. So I think that um, you know keep the comments coming, guys. I love that. So um, got the cat on there again. Oh, the South right. Godfather has his kitty cat. And you know what that means? It means that we're here live in the sit-down here on the Built to Buffalo Networks Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter presented by Duff's Famous Wings. And if you haven't done so, hit that like and share, retweet, and make sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Montage, we're fucking, we're booming, right? So now we're going on to the next one here. And that's the Buffalo Bills signed Kyle Allen. Uh, Kyle Allen and he is now, uh, it looks like, going to be the backup quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. Do you like the signing? Montage, you start us off and then uh, get it out there in the comments as well, guys. Yeah, I like what what they did with that. Um, obviously, not a lot of money. Uh, the contract details were put out earlier, so uh, low guarantee. It's like a, a 1.2 million uh, contract, so uh, really, really friendly to the team. And he's going to compete probably more with um, with Matt Barkley for the backup, you know, job. He'll probably win it. I would assume he would, but um, you know, that, we'll let that play out as it may. So. Uh, you know, I think that being a friend of Josh Allen's is pretty good um, to just give him some comfort. Maybe they'll have a little bit more rapport than um, him and Case Keenum did. Um, and maybe him and Matt Barkley have that rapport, too, because they're such good friends. So, um, you know, I think that it, it'll be good to have someone looking at film with Josh. But really, that's their own. The, the real role of the backup quarterback here, we hope, is that you know, they're going to help Josh get better and see where he can improve and give him some, you know, talk to him in a certain way that can either help him improve or think a little yeah. bit differently and well, just avoid some of these things that kind of get him in trouble at times. And that's the thing is I think that if you have a guy you can really come off the field and talk to on the sideline, is sometimes players like the quarterbacks especially, some can read the read the game very well and see – Exactly like, hey, this is exactly where, boom, you got to tune this or you got to, hey, you got to go here with the ball. And some of those players just don't have the athleticism to actually put it in play like a guy like Josh Allen, right? So Kyle Allen says, let's go ahead, let's come on in and let's make mm -hmm. this the Allen QB room. You know what I mean? So I like that. And I like that they are friends. But then again, who who isn't friends with Josh Allen at this point, right? The guy is, how can you not love him? And I, that's something that Davis Webb, I think, was truly there for, and that's why I, he is now coaching, I believe, in the NFL. Davis Webb, shout out to Davis Webb, met him in Allentown one night. Um, awesome guy. Fucking shout out to my buddy Ron that just wouldn't stop asking him to take a picture with me, and I'm pissed. I said, no, please, fucking, I'm just trying to have a drink myself. But Montage, I, I like the signing. It, to me, it's cheap, and Case Keenum costs a little bit more money. And Case Keenum, I, I great, thank you for the one-year stint, but I just didn't. I didn't like the mojo there. I think maybe the Bills truly need the right backup quarterback. The number two and three quarterbacks have to be right in order for us to actually have more success in the playoffs. Maybe that's all it was, right? And yeah. I think that Case Keenum just, whatever, he moves on. And Kyle Allen is not going to, like, come in and compete. He Right off the bat, he knows he's not coming in to compete with Josh. So that's right. great. And I'm just happy to see it. Montage, check in with the comments here, my friend. And let's see what people out there are saying about the Kyle Allen signing. Yeah, John here had an interaction with Kyle, so that's pretty cool. Um, well, yeah, John, you should tell him, hey, you guys, you should go on to the sit-down because then you got Anthony Allen, 
Anthony Allen on the show, you know, and tell him to come on over here and talk with Montage and I because I just want to tell him, hey, make sure you just you fucking keep Josh in the fucking game. You know what I mean? Like fucking hit him in the chest a couple times. You know what I mean? Smack him in the back of the head and say, let's go, buddy. You know what I mean? That's what that's what personally <laughs> I think it'd be a fucking thing, Montage, to have me just on the sideline. You know what I mean? My job is just to fucking hype him up. Let's fuck, you know what I mean? Let's go. I truly could do it. So Kyle Allen's got to have a little bit of that juice as well. Montage, anything else there for the comments too before we move on? No, that's it for now. Um, I, well, we got Paul in here saying we need a middle linebacker. So it sounds like we're going to ah. talk middle linebacker for a little bit here. And I'll tell you this. We are going to talk a little bit about that here momentarily. We're going to talk about some potential free agents that are remaining that could fill in some gaps. And I'll tell you what, Montage, don't I say this? That I if I if we had a real anchor middle linebacker for this team, like as much as I love Matt Milano, he's not a middle linebacker. If we had a true anchor, this defense would be so fucking severely scary. Like if Luke Keekley was here in his prime before any concussions, like that would just be t- terrifying. You yeah. look at how the, the middle linebacker is so undervalued nowadays, but now nah, look at what they do in San Fran. They've got quite the core right. over there. So mm-hmm. we've got to have a little bit of that. So montage. Let's go on to the next one. You guys are live here on the sit down. I'm built in Buffalo Networks, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, presented by Duff's Famous Wings. Now the next one. I don't know if this was shocking or not, but Dane Jackson is now back on a one year deal. Is this good or bad? Yeah, I'm still undecided on it. I haven't really. I've been thinking about more of the other things. Um, I am surprised by it. Honestly, I don't think it really fills a need. I mean, I guess getting him back at the the number we get him at is great. Um, but just as, you know, the player himself, I, he has another year uh, under his belt in our system, getting an increasingly growing role. So sure, um, you know, hopefully he can continue to improve and, and you know, make better plays, I guess. I He's been underwhelming. He's not been someone that I thought they needed to have well, or bring back. But, uh, you know, I, it was good for the experience they got at the cap number they got him at. I think it's just whatever at this point when you bring him back because he's been there. Maybe the Buffalo Bills see something that was there this season because we we have to remember that this guy was facing a career-ending injury pot as a possibility that that could just mentally affect some players differently and some guys really need time to kind of get back to who they were. So maybe that's something that the Buffalo Bills also see and they don't want to address that depth necessarily in free agency or via the draft because – Defensive backs, we're fine. We got Tredavious White, we've got Kyrie Lam, we've got Taron Johnson at the moment, unless Mafia Montage trades him. And for now, I think that you know Levi Wallace coming or not Levi Wallace, Cam Cam Lewis, correct? Not Levi Wallace. Mm-hmm. We lost him last right. year. Saucy was a little saucy last night. But ultimately, it's it's the value, and that's how that you address these needs and you keep your team intact, so you can go after other guys in this in this draft and, and in free agency. So. Um, overall, yeah, he's got to play better. And, you know, that's that's, stay, that's saying the same for a lot of different guys. But Dane Jackson has, at times, we've seen, played well enough to play defensive back on the field with our defense. So, Montage, what do the people out there think about the Dane Jackson signing coming back to Buffalo on a one-year deal? Yeah, Roy's coming in uh, asking about his contract, and John answered it in the comments, but yes. Um, now, is that a $2.7 million chicken tender, or, like, what? what's up with the tender? <laughs> So now, there was a, so there what, was a, what's uh, like cap hit or what, what is, what do we get him back for? Yeah. It's all, it's like a, a million and a half or something like that. Um, 
because they they ended up signing him to a deal. Um, the tender was just to uh, for the rights to negotiate with him, and he could play on it. But they were able to renegotiate a deal and actually just sign him to a one-year contract um, for whatever the probably whatever the veteran minimum is. Um, so it's got to be you know 1.5 or so million. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he's making peanuts either. I mean, that's what I say to play the game that you love, make any amount of money that man, money ain't everything. But I mm-hmm. think overall, it's good. I I don't expect him to be any fucking life. Maybe maybe he makes some plays down the stretch and he does some good things. But hey, we addressed our, our secondary with two guys that are coming back that have familiarity with the system, and yep. I've obviously been a part of this defense for the last couple of years now. And Dane Jackson, he's uh, he's a developed guy within the Buffalo Bills. You know, he comes here right out of his uh, right out of college. So I like to see that he's back and I like to see that we're just kind of getting these little things here and there done. And we don't always have to go after everything that's so massive. You got to have sometimes little chunks, little pieces. That's yeah. you got to carve things up a little bit. So Rick overall, though, that's their that's their kind of uh, seems like that's their for their mentality right now. They're just building it up and, um, you know, they're going to they're not going to keep bringing in, you know, new people every um single off season it's going to be a lot of the same guys that get comfortable yeah, like we're and, not going to go get produce. joe hayden we're not going to go so. get we're not going to go we're not going to go get pat peterson you know what i mean like we had we have to just fill these gaps with the way that we can because we have great defensive backs as is but let's move on to the next one tyrell dodson back on a one-year deal after i believe he was cut um initially and then he comes back resigns on a one-year deal is this good or bad yeah, it's good depth, uh, special team stuff. But, you know, when you're talking about him competing for a job um, starting on defense, I don't think that's good news. So uh, I think, you know, Paul mentioned it earlier in the comments. Definitely um, not really liking the middle linebacker situation. But uh, I think we're going to, and we'll get to this a little bit later, I think that's going to be more handled in the draft um, unless – you know, they continually talk with uh, Bobby Wagner's camp and maybe get something done with him, but he's really the only um, fit right now. So, and that's, you know, again, we'll get to that I stuff. I like, I, I definitely, uh, we're definitely going to discuss because it is intriguing. I'm glad that you just brought that up because there is much more to discuss here on the Built in Buffalo Network here live in the sit down, which is also available via audio podcast. We always have a little bit of clip. Uh, a clip coming from the show, both montages, maniac, and and then getting saucy, and that also has the full audio attached as well. And make sure to guys, if you haven't already done so, follow us on Facebook, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on YouTube, and even check us out on Instagram, TikTok. We're on every social media nonstop. And I'll tell you what, built in Buffalo, that is the best source for any sort of Bills content, and also all of your uh, updates for the Buffalo Bills, and that's throughout every single social media platform. So I think montage Tyrell Dodson coming back on a one-year deal is like it's kind of the the whole special teams thing and, you know, maybe giving him a chance to play. And, yeah, there's the, you know, the guys like Spectre or or where the fuck is Jonathan Kingsley? You know what I mean? Like there's, there's a lot to discuss at that linebacker position ultimately too because of the loss of Tremaine Edmonds. So that is going to be a good discussion. But – with the contract and with the money he's getting, it's really almost irrelevant at this point with the way that we restructure deals. So whatever, again, you're adding another piece. He might not even make the active roster by uh, opening day. You never know. He might be a practice squad guy at some point. That's just kind of how it goes, guys. So, you know, we hey, we've got to take a look at all these things because they are still uh, needs that we have to address in order to become a 53-man yeah. roster. So mm-hmm. let's go on to the next one. This is one that I cannot wait for. 
Montage. Because, hey, Tyrell Dodson, yeah. But let's say, Isaiah McKenzie, released from the Buffalo Bills after also tweeting, the world is waiting, Triple B, on Twitter, which ultimately everybody thought was about the Jordan Poyer signing. But it looks like Brandon Bean didn't take very lightly, too. He said, cut his ass. Now, of course, Isaiah McKenzie is released. Uh, is this good or bad? Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, we got to... Yes we got to try to get some, some fresh people in here now. Um, it It's tough. I mean, he had such a streaky year. There were some good moments and some bad moments. And I think that um, overall, you know, we're going to benefit more of an addition by subtraction here. Um, he definitely was dynamic, definitely um, continuous to improve. And, and obviously super nice guy, entertainment in the locker room, all that stuff off the field. But, yeah. On the field, it just wasn't really making sense, and especially after start uh, signing Hardy, um, just you know he he was uh, the odd man out. So it's kind of like it's like when John Feliciano gets cut, you know, just because you fucking try to be cool with Bill's Mafia and saying you know you're the unofficial face of the franchise, that like that's cool. Your production on the field matters a hell of a lot more to me than how you appear on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, right? Because again, Isaiah McKenzie did contribute to a lot of mistakes. He then, and I'll give him credit where credit is due, he then followed up those mistakes with usually like touchdowns or something. So, sure, but I don't even want to be in position to make those mistakes and have to shoot ourselves in the foot in order to score. We drafted his replacement, by the way. I'm 100,000% confident in what I've saw, I've, I've seen out of Khalil Shakir, and I have been, and it's about damn time, even aside from the Deontay Hardy signing. But Isaiah McKenzie had opportunities he had yes a couple of great games especially in 2021 but isaiah mckenzie had even with his one touchdown return he still made mistakes he muffed punts just little stupid things that we cannot afford those are those little moments throughout games you just can't you can't have it right so isaiah mckenzie being released is definitely in my opinion a good thing it's kind of bad that we even had to fucking have to even sit here and discuss it because, hey, he should already been gone. Montage, what do we got out there in the comments? Yeah, I think um, there's some great conversation on uh, on some topics we're going to get to, so just be patient if we haven't oh, pulled up your comment there. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> uh, Roy's asking Mac Jones if he could use McKenzie. Um, I think he might go, you know, play with Dayball again in New York potentially, uh, but we'll see. And then uh, Yeah, John that says, was kind of rumored last season too. Now, yeah, John I, says Mighty Smurf takes that spot, and I think so. I think uh, obviously Hardy steps right in as dev, as wide receiver three and in the slot, and he's going to play some outside too. So you're going to be able to see kind of Stefan Diggs move in the slot. You're going to see a lot of rotation with uh, personnel packages. That's just the style of this team. That's what they like to do. They like to throw guys in a lot of different looks, try to get that mismatch. So depending on the lineup of the defense, they may shuffle people around. You got Diggs in the slot if he can have a better matchup there or, you know, see if someone follows him. And then you have a slot corner maybe covering somebody on the outside, and that's the mismatch. So, uh, you know, kind of see how defenses align and, and then see what the personnel is out there. So I think it's, uh, you know, good overall. Get us some new personnel packages and roll with it. And I apologize too, guys, if my video lags at all. It's it's it has everything to do with Streamyard, but ultimately montage. I figured it out that my my voice at least is continuous. That's good. So if you guys haven't already done so, hit that like and share button, hit the retweet button. Come on over to YouTube and join in on the comment section here, live in the sit down presented by Duff's Famous Wings. 
here for Built the Buffalo Network. And Montage and I are discussing these free agency moves that the Buffalo Bills have been making. And we just got done discussing Isaiah McKenzie. And, you know, the other thing, too, with Isaiah McKenzie is last year we, we were excited that we did get him back, you know, on a decent deal because he was, like I said, rumored to possibly go to the Giants. But, again, we have his replacement. We're good to go. And that's the least of my concerns at this moment. Now, here's our next one. Deontay Hardy signs a two-year deal with the Buffalo Bills. Is this good or bad? He's now, I don't know too much about him, Montage. You're going to have to tell me a little bit about him and tell me about the value of his contract as well. Yeah, obviously, really good value. Um, it's it's a, it's not necessarily a flyer. They like the guy. Um, I just read before we came on that this guy had uh, a surgery for a uh, plate Um looks like something uh for turf toe so he had a, a plate in his foot basically and um so 80 percent of people that have that surgery return to play but only 27 percent of people return to previous form so it's basically we're gonna see you know if this guy can rehab and get back to what he was i don't know that it was a devastating injury but i know he missed a lot of last year and so in 2021 he had um you know phenomenal stats um 57 targets 36 catches and 570 yards with three three touchdowns so um 57 targets three drops so that's not terrible Fifth, you know almost 16 yards a catch it's pretty good um just about seven yards after the catch per reception so you know good stuff um you know two years ago last year didn't really play so hard to tell you know, what we're getting out of him. That's the, that's what's going to determine the good or bad is, you know, what is he going to, you know, he had two catches for 13 yards before he went down and um, got injured last year. So, uh, that's tough. you know, really, really nothing, nothing that we can really tell um, other than, you know, two years ago, he had a pretty solid showing um, in the action he did see with New Orleans, and it was with Jameis Winston throwing on the ball. So, you know, now you yeah. move him to and Josh James Allen. Winston might throw the ball to the other team just for the hell of it. You know what I mean? He completes right. passes nonstop to both times. So I think what I see from this is that he could, you know, possibly have some impact playing in the return game um, because we're not sure. Maybe Naheem Hines takes a step forward and becomes more involved in the Bills' uh, offense this year at the running back position, and maybe he'd get, he's kind of – use less in the return game. And maybe that's something that they use Deontay Hardy for, because I, I don't know how much he's going to take away from guys like Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis. Should he still be our, our receiver going into the regular season? And then, you know, Khalil Shakir too, now that we're talking about him, Dawson Knox, we still have a lot of targets, so it's tough to spread it around, especially when we want to also run the football. But let me see this. Let me read this one. Why everyone keeps saying we need a wide receiver. That's funny. He just said that. Give Gabe Davis a chance. He always got better every year, regardless of timing, his drops. Need two offensive line. I believe our defense will be better. And if the offensive line does better, our offense will be killer. And people stop being hard on the Harry signing. We barely threw it to the slot last year because of McKenzie's drop O-line. And linebacker, our specific needs right now. Now, Mike, let me say this. I, I agree. First off, I'm a 13s guy. I like Gabe. I, I really think that most of his issues were because of injury and being plagued by that. Foot injuries are different. I mean, shit, I've seen it, you know, kind of affect the great Kobe Bryant, Black Mamba, may he rest in peace. But he's right. Linebackers are biggest thing. Receivers, not to me, something that is a huge need for me, especially, you know, when there are 
you have the possibility of having Deontay Hardy, you know, being in the offense too. Okay, you have another position addressed. What does piss me off though is that Isaiah Hodgins should 100% be on this football team right now. And we saw how well he played with Danny Dumbag over there in the Giantville. And that's because I get so worked up about that because of what his size was. And, and he is a great player. So we had the possibility of even having that as another potential threat or a potential. Uh, look in the offense alongside of Gabe Davis. Now, I'm glad that you brought that up. I don't think that Gabe Davis is really in like any sort of threat for his number two receiving position, but he's definitely got to stay healthy. And the drops, I'm not really concerned about those. He's got, you've seen in the playoffs, he definitely is um, a reliable player. And we've seen exactly how great Gabe Davis can be when he is good and when they target him. So montage, I like that that was brought up. Let's take a look at some more comments too before we move on. Yeah, um, Mike came in again saying, you know, give Dorsey another chance. Started out great and then, you know, didn't adjust. I agree. Um, yeah. Paul likes Dorsey no. as well. So I think this, you know, this is the uh, the general senses. And then uh, Roy's saying uh, Hardy's been lackluster. Roy's, Roy's, a, Roy's a realist. You know, he's he's a realist. And that's why I, I really respect what Roy says because, and that's the thing is, I don't really pay too much attention to Deontay Hardy signing. Like, it's just not anything that is – um. It's just it's just one of those signings that that they made, you know what I'm saying? But like, of course, I like that Phil Go Bills, and I just it, you know, of course, keep those comments flowing. And Ken Dorsey, let me say this: I love Ken Dorsey. You know that montage? I said that he needed another year. And even guys like Brian Dable, again and again, I say they've had moments where there were woes. But are you going to be a Greg Roman where you don't evolve or you don't adapt or where you don't figure it out and you can't figure it out, or are you going to ultimately? take this offense and move it like a well-oiled machine down the field because we cannot afford inconsistent inconsistencies coming into this season, especially in our offensive system. When you see the Chiefs play so damn good consistently on offense now, and there was a moment last season, I'm sorry, back in 2021, where their offense was struggling and people were actually starting to count out the Chiefs, which I thought was absurd and I wanted to believe, but it wasn't even close, right? So we can't afford to have that. But Ken Dorsey, I still have a lot of faith in, and I think that he's the right man for the job. But Montage, take this one. Yeah, Mike thinks Hardy's going to be good for Buffalo. He's fast, and he's going to play inside and outside. He can line up in either spot. That's the one thing I think uh, position versatility is always going to be important to this uh, regime. They think that that's – one of the number one things, if people can help you in multiple ways, um, you know, and then Walt's coming in here. Um, yeah, you know, oh, Hardy's Walter. unproven. Hardy is is 100% unproven right now. You know, yeah. he had and hey. he had one solid year where he, you know, look, he he's, and I know you take it for what, it, what it's worth, but his overall grade in 2021 was 87.8. Fantastic grade. He had at 86.7 receiving. High average. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if you look at him, he, you know, he did have that production. Um, we see I don't think McKenzie's been graded right? that high. Um, you know, he was 73 in 21, 78 um, in 2020. So, you know, McKenzie's probably had obviously a more consistent role with Buffalo and, and more consistent, like, mm -hmm. progressive uh, touches and, and production. But he's not uh, – but he hasn't ever been super great. He had one good game in three years and, um, you know, Hardy had, you know, one good year that just surpasses what, 
uh, McKenzie's been able to put out in any one season. So, you know, yeah, I get it. Um, Hardy's largely unproven. I think I said that he had surgery in which, you know, only 21% of the guys or 27% of the guys, according to the, uh, the Twitter I read um, from banged up bills, I think that, you know, 27% come back to their pre-surgery performance. And, um, you know, if he can, you know, beat the odds there and and be in that 27%, that's what they're hoping for. They think that, you know, maybe it was minor enough to where, you know, he can still, um, you know, maybe they looked at his recovery, saw that everything's good and, you know, think he can still be a performer, you know, 500 yards um, you know, on 36 catches. I think, I think that's pretty, pretty respectable. So, I mean, I would take that as a number three. Um, I'm sorry, almost 600, 570 on 36. So not a bad season in 21, especially when Jameis Winston's your quarterback. So we, you know, we're looking for him to return to that level. You can move him around the, the formation and do different things with him. And, um, you know, I don't know that he's going to be better than McKenzie in any one year or yeah, but hey, for, for what, a long time, what, but he's got what, the opportunity. What are we like, necessarily losing with Isaiah McKenzie, too, is the way I look at it, right? Yeah. So I, that's why I say, everybody, stop. Hey, what's that sound? Maybe Deontay Hardy's coming down. You never know. He could be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Something that is, you know, uh, we just again, what there's no risk behind it. Nobody's at this moment. Isaiah McKenzie was not really anything that we're trying to replace necessarily, but we're bringing in a guy that has potential that maybe we could see something different out of. And you never know what kind of dynamic they can bring to any sort of system. Some of these guys play better in some places, and some guys just need to get healthy. So that's the way I look at it with the Buffalo Bills and the signing of Deontay Hardy. And Montage, let's take any more comments before we move on. Um, one more on the receiver room here is um, with Crowder. Um, not sure he's a free agent, so I'm not sure what his, uh, uh, what his deal is. Um, Walter, nine, less, nine fumbles is one less than McKenzie. Do we want him out there on our special teams as a returner? And how many returner capable players do we need? So, I mean, I think that's why they got rid of McKenzie is because we don't need any more of the same skill set. Um, I think Hines may do some returning on either punt or kick, maybe punt returning. And then um, you're going to see Hardy on the other guy on the, you know, on the kick return team, maybe. So I don't, you know, they're not going to want to put Hyde out there with a neck injury um, anymore. I mean, I know they did and, and that's fine, but they don't really want to do that anymore. And, um, and then Hardy, obviously can help in that area. Um, you know, I think he's going to help in the kick return game and maybe Hines will handle the punt return. I don't know. I agree. The fumbles are only on special teams though. He hasn't fumbled on offense. So, 
you know, maybe you limit his special teams and you actually use him on offense. And I think that's their intent here. Everything they've said is that they're intending on, um, you know, playing him on offense as a receiver, not as a special teams ace. So Junie comes in here. Um, Appreciate you joining us, bro. Uh, Isaiah Hodgins should have been contributing to the Bills offense. And they, yeah, they kind of got him out of here. And and that's a lot of people aren't happy about that. I think that, you know, he could have been some, somebody that gave Gabe Davis a breather more often. Um, They started using Shakir finally for that in the rotation towards the end of the year and got him in for Davis. But I think that, you know, the more guys we could have had rotating in and out of the formations, you know, the better the performance could have been, you know, with our receiving core, I think people would have seen a lot better results. Uh, you know, yeah, ultimately, Montage, let me say, the Bills are doing what they got to do. It doesn't need to be splash after splash. They just got to make these moves and do the necessary things. And they got to always be looking to get better. We always have to look for ways to improve. And sometimes it's not necessarily in the ways that you or I would expect. So, you guys have not done so. You are, are live here in the sit-down presented by Duff's Famous Wings on the Built in Buffalo Networks, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And if you haven't done so, started getting in on those comments because Montage, we have got a lot of great insight from Bill's Mafia out there in the comments. And I love I love the people that tune in and, and everything they have to say because they actually do bring sometimes a nice perspective, even for guys like me and Montage, you know, to kind of reevaluate some things, you know, and and of course, guys, we love the bus balls. And, you know, last week I, I liked what I was seeing from some people on the YouTube channel. So if you guys are actually watching on Twitter and you want to get joined in on the comments section, come on over to that YouTube channel, subscribe to us, and get in on the action. Now, Montage, the next one here is the Bills signing guard Connor McGovern for a three-year, $23 million contract. Good or bad, I'll let you fucking take this one by the reins because you are the offensive line study man. Yeah, I – haven't necessarily formed my opinion yet. I really like that he grades well on PFF um, in pass blocking. I've seen him dominate some of the the defensive tackles um, in this league on film. So I'm impressed with what, you know, the highlights are the highlights. He's obviously got some impressive highlights, but I don't know how consistent that can be or will be. Um, his pass blocking grade is about a 75, which is pretty darn good. Um, so, but his run blocking grade is uh, 42.7. So that's very concerning given that, um, we want to try to run the ball a little bit more effectively. Now we are a passing offense. So that's where if we're improving on pass blocking, he's got to be an upgrade over what Saffold was. So I'm overall pretty optimistic about this move. Um, Peter DiBiase, who's uh, uh, with Built in Buffalo, has been in our ears all all week saying that, you know, hey, we're, um, you know, we're a passing team. This guy's going to instantly upgrade our passing offense. And I think, you know, right now that's my my feeling as well. I think that, you know, he's coming in to improve the pass blocking and hopefully that uh, that's successful. I think he had um some solid years in dallas behind some really good players so he's probably learned some technique and fundamentals from you know guys like zach martin i think that's really good for the bills and you know i think with the room we have here with with cromer as coach i think it's going to be um you know a good upgrade and i 100 percent agree with roy here can't be worse than saffold so 
Um, like I say, I just I don't know, you know, what his effectiveness will be in the run game. I don't know what the scheme will be for the run game this year to try to play into some of these guys' strengths. But um, you know, I like that his passing, his pass blocking grade and and his highlights of pass blocking are pretty impressive. It is a need. Offensive line is a need. So at this point, as long as you're bringing in guys that are actually going to block or have a shot at blocking, yep. and, you know, that's all I want. So just be, fucking go get me like 30 offensive line and go get me the best damn ones this time because you bolster up that offensive line. We're talking about – we're just talking about a much, I think, easier flowing offense and just to, just to kind of look – it's just the one thing that I think that would really take us over the top to get us back to where I know that this offense could be. So, yeah, I wonder who that guy is. Yeah, if you guys want to go ahead, subscribe to my um, channel as well. Of course, you know, Montage and I always have great clips coming from this show. And that is always going to be attached to the both of Buffalo Networks, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, as well as the audio podcast for the show. So, Montage, I yeah, think three years for $23 million. Okay, that's not too bad. We have the money. We are making these moves according to plan. I still anticipate that we're going to maybe address the offensive line more in the draft, or uh, I don't know not necessarily how much more we can in free agency. Um, you know, I never thought that we were in contention for a guy like Orlando Brown or anything like that. But, right. you know, our, we'll it makes me wonder too. Um, and we'll talk about it a little bit more later when we discuss the remaining free agents. But I'm going to want to ask you about, you know, any potential offensive linemen that are remaining that you think that we could potentially go after or – um, that you would want to see on this team. Well, we'll get to that here in a moment as well. Um, actually, yeah, perfect. Other Bill signings right here. It's, it's kind of ironic that I, I didn't realize that that's our next segment, and that was just perfectly right now after this, right? So other Bill signings um, coming in real fast montage. I'll actually pull these up. We know that um, we re-signed Ike Bucker to a one-year deal. We got Cam Lewis on a one-year, Sam Martin for three years. And Tyler Medikevich for one year. Best punter in the NFL, by the way. Terrell Dotson back, we talked about. Deontay Hardy, we talked about. Jordan Poyer, we talked about. Kyle Allen, we talked about. Connor McGovern. And Now, when uh, are they going to so sign yeah, Sauce as official hype man on the sideline? And Montage is the official, the scope man. He's going to get a fucking telescope, and he's going to have like a walkie-talkie for me. Hey, Sauce, tell, tell Josh. Nice ass. You know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah, I got him. 55 right. Why banana split? Yeah, honestly, spider white through banana is, is the only fucking – I don't care, right? And here's the thing. Now, we've got to discuss the salary cap situation now with the signings that are made and all the restructuring that's been done. But if you guys have not already done so, keep those comments flowing because we'd love to have those Mafia here live in the discussion here on the sit-down. And Montage, people ask me all the time. I have to say quick about Duff's wings. I am – Gonna tell you guys, it is the highest rated chicken wing that I've ever given. And they are, you gotta go to the original one on Sheridan Drive, but all of their locations as well are great. Great. Hey, for me, nothing better than a Buffalo Bills win at Orchard Park. And then afterwards, heading to Duff's to get some fucking wings to devour them. Duff's Famous Wings is a proud partner with the sit down here on the Built of Buffalo Networks, Facebook, YouTube, uh, YouTube, and Twitter. So, Montage, with the cab situation now. What are we looking? Uh, how much money we got remaining? What do we got left? What 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 was what's it looking like? Last time I checked and heard, I heard it was uh, somewhere between twelve and fifteen million available. They want to keep, based upon Brandon Bean and the press conference he gave, they want to keep about six million to eight million 
um, for signings for In guys, draft, guys right. get injured and draft. And there's a lot of different things he likes to have little buckets uh, money for, because if you dip into those and he has to do a restructure, he says, and, you know, kind of compounds the the deal. So he's been, you know, I thought we were going to do way more restructuring and maybe there's still that to come if the, if the uh, deals come through that we're able to get, but, um, and maybe that's just it. Maybe he hasn't seen the deal that's worth restructuring any more than he has. He doesn't want to keep pushing everything down the road, as he said, but um, mm -hmm. you know, they do have some money if the right deal presents itself. And so, you and know, I think we, that we, we all know that he's like, he is incredible with the way that he gets these contracts done and the way that, you know, we can restructure deals. And I want to say too, that I love that Josh Allen, Vaughn Miller, Stefan Diggs, probably the three biggest players on this team. They are the ones to restructure their deals first. We, and, and these players are always willing to do so. However, you know, it's usually giving them more guaranteed money and stuff like that too. So it's not like it's necessarily a bad thing for both parties, but Brandon Bean, I think is potentially leading up for a trade. And that trade is going to maybe open up some more spending possibilities. And I don't, I don't know. I know Peter DiBias of Built in Buffalo talks about um, he expects the Bills to maybe add a running back in free agency and in an edge rusher in free agency. And I'm not sure. Does he say linebacker as well? Yeah. Um, okay. I'm not, while we're oh. looking at one, I'm not sure if we're going to. Um, Roy asks uh, about Brandon Ooh. Shell. I wanted to get into this real quick. Um, yes, that's been the report so far. Um, haven't seen anything more on any additional talks, but they have shown some interest. And, you know, that's the kind of guy, a low um, cap hit vet free agent um, right tackle would be great for this uh, for this team. Yeah, I think the tackle position is so needed for this team. I mean, if only Spencer Brown could have been in year two what we thought that he was going to be, right? And if only we could have gotten the production out of guys like we thought we were going to. So I think the cap situation looks okay going forward. I like that, you know, if I hope Brandon Shell comes over here and he's, you know, he does some good. I just want some damn bodyguards. I want like those two dudes in, in the replacements to help Shane Falco, you know, they don't, you know, they shoot that, uh, they shoot the one dude's car and make the other players pick them up. You know what I mean? I want some boys on that offensive line. I, I hate to say it. I want some Richie Incognito, but when he's in Buffalo, Richie Incognito, when he, you know, he's behaving himself and he was like a real, like a real leader in the, in the clubhouse. I want some guys that are really going to be there to protect him, but I don't want guys that are going to lose their heads and, and play stupid. And that was the biggest, biggest part of our team that shot us in the foot all year long was our offensive line. And mm -hmm. I know that you're just as critical of them as I am, but I cannot have any more blown blocks. And it's like, it's just on the simplest of things. What are these guys doing? Maybe we have to have somebody that gets these guys more in shape too. Now, let's see this. Who would y'all like if we did make a wide receiver move? Here's something that I wanted to know. Stevie Johnson tweets out, Bill send some picks and trade for Jerry Judy. Mm -hmm. Now, I bring this up because do I think it's realistic? Not necessarily. I, you never know. You just never know, right? But Jerry Judy is going to be commanding some money, I'm sure, when it comes time. And he is getting to that point. He was drafted in 2020. Uh, of course, first-round prospect. Passed on the, the Raiders passed on him and CeeDee Lamb like idiots. Obviously, we saw how that panned out, Mr. Ruggs. And then, you know, Jerry Judy never had a quarterback over there in Denver. So if anybody looks at his production and says, ah, what's this guy? He's a No, he's a great receiver. He's a great route runner. Great player at Alabama. And I'll tell you what, if we added him to this offense, that's fucking terrifying. 
because he has yet to play with a true offense and like with a guy like Stephon Diggs. And then if you have Gabe Davis too, that's like the sickest set of trips in the NFL. Like other than Jamar Chase, T Higgins, and um, what am I thinking of? Uh, fucking uh, Tyler Boyd. Yep. So I mean. That would right there be a move that I would like to see. So I'm actually glad that, that was brought up. That's uh, I wonder what Stevie Johnson is hinting at. I, now, of course, is he going to make a decision for the Bills? No. But who knows? Maybe, maybe you know, we get some momentum, Bills Mafia. Maybe we start saying, I just saw him at Duff's. I just saw him at the airport. Or, you know what I mean? I just I just saw him at Charlie the Butchers. Or just saw him at Barbell. Anything. Based on Gabe getting a big contract in 2024 and Diggs getting older, wouldn't we want to grab a receiver early? To future proof the roster or future proof the roster montage what do you think of this yeah i mean uh we were going to get into the draft i mean we're running a little bit long so we can just get into it kind of as you know more um ad oh, it's okay if we run hey um, if we run if we run long here that's fine because honestly yeah. montage we, we've been waiting for something to talk about Absolutely. you know that. So, so i think that um you know we definitely should i think there's going to be talent there to be had it's going to depend on how the board falls. I think what trades are available. Um, I would, you know, I think that if we can trade back into the early second and pick up another um, third round pick maybe as well, or something like that. And we Gabe can kind of get a fourth round pick. I mean, shit. we can kind of get like four picks between rounds two and three and maybe move out of that first round. I'm not sure. I'm not, you know, whatever the scenario might be, um, you know, if the right guy's there, we're going to take them. Um, with 27, um, but if you know the if you know say Josh Downs, like Josh Downs fits so perfectly what the Bills would want and need um, in a receiver. So I think if Josh Downs is available at 27, and they're like, man, maybe I can get him at 38, whatever. You know, we need to kind of move back a little bit, maybe pick up an extra pick, and maybe try to get more bang for. The buck, I you know, one player at 27, or you know, and then one player in the second and third rounds. I think just having four players between the second and third rounds might be um, better. So, um, John's coming in, he likes uh, Maryland wide receiver Dante Demas Jr. Oh, um, I wonder I know that a great receiver out of Maryland, uh, plays, yeah, you know is mean? obviously you know, I think Jarrett has the uh, the edge as a fit for the Bills. Um, but I haven't seen too much of Dante, and I know that Diggs is going to be um, has already had a, a part in those guys staying local to Maryland, and could have a part in um, you know getting one of them drafted to Buffalo. So um, not a definite, but it's it's a cool little connection. I like I like kind of the personal connections of of players and seeing how people's kind of tree runs down through through the college ranks and then exactly. in, you know, as well, they come think about Kyrie alum, what he said about Tredavious white and about how he's molded a lot of his game after, you know, in uh, the way that they approach the game is very similar. So it's kind of, it is kind of a nice, uh, sometimes that is a good thing to have. I mean, it adds a little bit more of a family aspect to the team. By the way, look at this cat, man. You got to fucking love this kitty cat. Just coming on over. He loves to be here in the sit down. Loves course, the sit down. Godfather's lap over here. And if you guys have not already done so, you're live here on the sit-down presented by Duff's Famous Wings on the built-in Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Hit that like and share, retweet. Make sure to follow us if you haven't already done so. Follow myself on Twitter at Buffalo Sauce Guy and my guy here, my co-host, at Mafia Montage, the number one maniac there is for Bill's Mafia. So keep those comments flowing, guys. We have plenty more to discuss. And Montage, I think that 
overall, what do you think that these free agency moves mean for the draft? I mean, hey, do we? I, I know that I want to address the offensive line position, but again, late in the first round, you just it's tough. It's there's a usually as far as talent, the it, there's a big fall off from round like picks one to 15 from like that point on, you know, you're not really seeing guys really go after some offensive tackles and guards until usually round two, maybe. And you're not, I mean, you find Deion Dawkins in the round two. Yes, but that's a guard by nature. He's not supposed to be left tackle. So I don't think that we have a high enough draft pick to necessarily reach. And we want, that's our biggest need. I'm telling you, that's our biggest need. Everybody knows it. You and I know it. And, but are you going to get somebody there? No. So I think, yeah, you could possibly trade back, but then you could add a Brees Hall kind of caliber guy, what he did for the Jets, in potentially B. John Robinson out of Texas. I like that. And, I mean, I'm not a big guy on taking running backs first round, but I'll be honest. I mean, it's just one thing that I realize if we're not going to trade back or we're going to maybe trade up or we're not going to bolster up the value somehow to go after a really good offensive line prospect, then we have to, at that point, Hell, you got to bring in something different and a different dynamic, and that doesn't need to be in the receiver position, I think, first round. Yeah, there are guys that you could go in the first round, and they could be a big difference maker. Guys like Justin Jefferson getting drafted at 18th overall, I believe it was, or 20-something, or I forget what those. But does that always happen? No. But you can find value throughout the draft. It doesn't matter where. It just matters how you want, like who is the most important to you and who's available at that time. So I'm very curious to see what it means for the draft going forward. But, you know, it's, again, defensive back is something that we might look at a little bit in the draft. Linebacker position, uh, potentially as well. I don't think we go edge rusher first round. I fucking oh, hope God, not. Geez. If we go rounds one and two edge rusher, I am calling one Bill's drive and saying drug test, drug test, drug test. <laughs> because – yeah, obviously, you know, we have talent there, and I do expect to possibly unload some of that with a, maybe a guy like AJ Vanessa. I don't want to get rid of, of Boogie Basham. I'd rather keep him. I'd rather keep him, uh, Gregory Rousseau, and I'd rather maybe see Ed Oliver traded, in, uh, you know, in order to free up some more money and get some – because there are teams that might give up a first – set, maybe not a first-round pick montage, but maybe a second, third-round pick or a couple of picks for a guy like Ed Oliver who we know who can contribute to a team's defense right away. But Montage, what do we got out there in the comments? Yeah, Junie thinks if they do add a uh, pass rusher in the draft that there would be a tough defense. I agree. I just also think, you know, there's guys out there like Frank Clark right now, stuff like that, that might be able to come in as a vet. Um, we also have Rousseau and Von Miller. Like, Von Miller is not gone. He's coming back. I know um, the injury timeline, nobody really knows it. But Even if he's back for a playoff run, I mean, honestly. I think he's like, going to be back pretty early in the season, man. I don't know. I think, you know, his mentality was that he was, uh, you know, really trying to rev up some rehab stuff. And I think that, you know, maybe he's just playing with the mafia uh, and being tongue-in-cheek there at the end of the season last year. But, you know, I think he um, honestly wasn't like a complete tear of the ACL. And I know it got repaired. I'm not a medical expert by any means, but just Dr. Montage. But, but if like, yeah, if it's like, you know, if he can get back for a week, three, four, five, somewhere in there, I think that's fine. You know, I really think that he could probably be go opening uh, day, but we'll kind of see. So, um, uh, you know, we right. definitely have to um, invest. I mean, I think, 
we've definitely ignored the offense with big time premier players at that position. So unfortunately, we got that MLB kind of hole this year that you know people are thinking maybe can be filled. But but here's the thing: if we can um, tr- either draft you know best player available, which you know for me, if if Kincaid or Mayer at tight end are there, I want one of those guys. I just want like a really premier playmaker on offense, whether it's a receiver or a tight end. If, if the receivers are gone and you know, the best fit is a tight end, then get a tight end. We'll figure it out. We'll play two tight end sets. That's legal. It's not a problem. Or, you know, Kincaid himself specifically can also move to the slot and play. So it's like, I just, I wonder too, like this, you bring up a good thing and I just had the vision while you said it. Right. But like, what if you had, and even though I don't fucking like the guy, imagine a prime Rob Gronkowski with Josh Allen. Right. Two big fucking schoolyard boys playing fucking backyard football out there, but a yeah. big guy that is not only a threat in the red zone, but, I mean, I love Dawson Knox, but is he is he truly a game-changing tight end? He has, in some games, been a game-changer, but he's not overall um, – the biggest part of our offense. Yes, he's good in the red zone. Yes, he's a decent blocker. And I'm not saying anything bad about Dawson Knox, but you know, we really, I think maybe we experimented with the OJ Howard signing ultimately because it was cheap and because of the potential that he could have added, right? So I do think, I, I imagine like even a guy like Mark Andrews being on the Buffalo Bills or, you know, Travis Kelsey for that matter. I think it could be something that we look at in the draft as well. And I just, again, some years I really feel like I know what Brandon Bean is going to do. And like, this is one of those years I just don't know what we do. I, I mean, I'm really curious to see what he does, but I always have nothing but faith in him. And I like that we at least have a first and second round and all that picks because then we at least are in the game. We're fucking around. We're, we're, we're going to add that um, to our team this year. But I like what Walter, if you want to bring up that comment real fast, I want to say that again. Um, I, it feels like we always do the bare minimum on, on offense. Yeah. Mitch Morse. Was the splashiest offensive signing we had, you know, four years ago? That's, you know, because it's after, what, John Brown and, and Cole Beasley. I mm-hmm. think, what what are we going to do? I mean, with the with the splash. Walter, I'm curious as to what actually you would like to see the Buffalo Bills do because, hey, I mean, it, what what is the splash move that isn't going to kill us salary cap-wise? Um, and especially when, you know, we do have our primary people in what our offense is. But I do agree. It is a bare minimum thing, and that's kind of like with the Packers never drafting a fucking skill player in the first round, right? Yeah. So, Montage, I think we definitely have – all right, we're going to definitely address it in the draft, but we've got to maybe do some more things here in either uh, trading. Like I said, I like that potential trading for a receiver at some point and bringing them to Buffalo as well. Yep. Um, let's see this. Josh Allen has only played with one former first-rounder in five seasons. Benjamin and while on defense, we've never had less than four, four first rounders starting. And Calvin Benjamin, it may, makes you fucking forget the guy was like a first round guy, right? Yeah. Um, that was a stacked receiver draft. And we, of course, you know, the Doug Whaley fucking screw us out of everything for the next whatever amount of years. Let's reach for Sammy Watkins, who literally just has one foot and, and a couple of hands. And so, yeah. you know, again. Brandon Bean addresses – they like this de- – the defense for them is always what they like to bolster up, and it's what we have had work for us, yes, and we have to still find 
ways to patch up that offensive line. And that right there, I think, is what could make us actually do more than the bare minimum on offense. But Montage, we're live here on the sit-down on the Built-In Buffalo Networks Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, sponsored by Duff's Famous Wings. And I agree with you guys, says Trey Williams. Lots of t- uh, round, uh, lots of round two to three value this year. Is it worth uh, ever worth moving 24 picks to get day two picks? Now, here's the thing. We have a lot of two to three round value, and that's that's good. You know, how do we do evaluating talent? We do pretty well, I think, in the sometimes in the second, third round, fourth. It's a little inconsistent, but we do make good draft decisions, I think, for the most part. Right, Montage? What do you think of that? Yeah, Walter's just coming in, uh, wrapping yeah, up your thing. So Judy and Eckler are his on his wish list. And um, yeah, I think Austin, it, I think Eckler. it could be um, completely – no, I mean, yeah, I'm just wondering. I mean, Montage, I mean, like, I'm asking you. I like Austin Eckler a ton because he's the pound-for-pound pound king in the NFL, pound-for-pound pound, strongest mm-hmm. fucking player, and because he likes to catch the ball, he likes to run the ball, and he likes to just look like a fucking tough son of a bitch at the same time. But mm-hmm. how much is it going to cost us? How much, you know, and, and, and can it work out? Do we have – can we afford that? No, I mean, I, I think that his whole reason for wanting it out is to get a, a higher deal. So, you know, I don't know – I mean, because he's definitely getting plenty of usage with the Chargers. So I think that, you know, he needs to go somewhere that's going to be trying to pay him to be the focal point of the offense. And I'm not sure, you know, I don't know if a team like Carolina might need a running back where they could, you know, replace McCaffrey in that type of a role. Um, They they really don't have a lot of skill players. They really, I mean, but outside of Miles Sanders, they really don't have um, much skill on their, on their offense. Yeah. So yeah, Chuba Hubbard and uh yeah, Tommy you know, Tremble and fucking Terrace Marshall, Marshall and those guys. Yeah, it's just uh uh kind of skin. No more Sam Donald. Nope. So. Montage, I, I think that Austin Eckler would be fucking scary good because man, I think that Jerry Judy, though, for me, dude, would just be something. I don't know. I see that like we could just get him for not all that much. Would you wh- would you give up a second round pick for Jerry Judy montage? Yeah, probably. I don't like the trade Gabe and get another guy though. I want to have like sign OBJ or sign or trade for somebody, but, but leave Gabe, Gabe here. I want just to add another guy to the room. I don't want to replace anybody. And that's the same. Hey, at the end of the day, we could have fucking five guys go for fucking 800 yards in a season. And you know what I mean? Like, and, yeah. and it's not at the end of the day, it's, it's all about winning. Right. And I think that people wonder would that take away Stefan Diggs's attempt? Would that make, no, I think that, and again, montage and I say it, you guys read into Stefan Diggs's stuff way too much. I mean, the dude just restructured his deal and yeah, I'm pretty sure he'd like to play with some, he likes playing with Gabe. He also would probably like to play with Jerry Judy as well, because add some great route running into that system because Jerry Judy is a, he's a different kind of route runner, but he's just like, in that same, same type of skill level of route running as Stefan Diggs. And I think that just give me different looks, you know, one week, I remember Larry Fitzgerald and Anquan Bolden were really one of the best one, two punches I've ever seen because those guys could one, one week, one could come out and have 150 yards and the other guy could have maybe 50. And then the next week they could both come out for hundred Next week, they could have one go for 200. It just, you had multiple looks on offense, which allows Ken Dorsey to then adjust and evolve this offense into where 
Defenses can't figure it out, and it's just like there's just way too many ways that we can beat you. And that's ultimately what the Bills have had in previous seasons on offense is more ways that they could beat you. I mean, when you had the option of Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, John Brown, you know, and then you throw in Dawson Knox, Gabe Davis his rookie year as well. We had different ways that we could beat you. And then when Devin Singletary would take over in the running game, yeah, that's all I'm saying. So, Montage, let's get uh, any more comments before we move on. Yeah, I like this too. Diggs just wants yeah, a ring. Thank you. you. Know, doesn't care who. It's like, you know, someone asked about DJ Chark. Sure. I mean, let's try if that's cheap too. And that's what they want to do because they're not going to get uh, an OBJ. They won't They won't spend the money. But you want to um, you want to go and, way, and get a DJ Chark, that's fine too. Uh, OBJ is also saying he never – I don't. I just don't know how much I read into players saying I didn't say this or – or even when people say the player said certain things. We know the media can, you know, twist things, but he says that he doesn't want 20 mil a year. He wants he just said he wants more than four, which is the league minimum, I think, for his position, obviously. But does he deserve that kind of money? Again, if he's healthy, we've saw the last he was the last game he played in was the Rams winning the Super Bowl, and he was on pace to being the MVP of that game. And I had some people out there that were thinking we're gonna trade for Cooper Cup somehow. Now I haven't even fucking talked about that because I think it's so damn far fetched, and if if even that yeah. remotely was possible, that would be fucking scary, right? Oh, um, sure. <laughs> but I I mean it's just ultimately we have to see what is the market saying, and Brandon Bean likes to have draft capital, so I think that's all I really have to say for that montage. And I yeah. mean, I think hey, I you know for me to wrap that up, I think you know I want. Uh, you know, a Diggs, Davis, and somebody else that we don't have on our team right now on the field. Maybe Diggs, Dave, and Sh- Davis, and Shakir is one look. Then it's like Diggs, Davis, and uh, if it's DJ Shark or OBJ, you know, then with Dawson Knox on the field, you know, um, Walter says, think of a guy like Eckler as a positionless player. Well, we already have Naheem Hines, too. That's kind of like a positionless player. So I think that I I agree um, you know, we would need to move on from Naheem Hines, obviously, if we went in the direction of Eckler, probably. Ooh. But, you know, let's not stunt uh, James Cook's growth either by bringing in some guy that's going to leap him. It's, you know, they don't have the, the luxury to pay. A guy, you know, Eckler's, Eckler wants money that Buffalo doesn't have. That's that's plain and simple. You know, we got $12 million, Yeah, I know. It's uh, not like he's, million. hey, I want to like, go play in Buffalo so I could play with Josh Allen when he's literally playing yeah. with Justin Herbert. I mean. Uh, he wants to get yeah. paid right now, and that's, you know, something that we're he not going to be to be paid go because he's, he's fucking scary yeah. good. And, you know, running backs are always just one fucking – one season away from getting hurt and never being as effective as they once were. So uh, yeah. I like that this comment comes or, in here you know, too, Montage, because I actually wanted to discuss a little bit about the Patriots. Yeah, obviously, they lose Jacoby Myers, but then they sign – so let's just talk about this for a brief moment too, because Roy actually brought up something about Mac Jones earlier, and it makes me I have to get I was saving it for towards the end. I'm not gonna do it and get saucy because some Patriots fans out there go, Oh, you really just have a you get a boner over Mac Jones. No, no. I get a hard on for fucking tearing him a new one, you know what I'm saying? But like, here's the thing. They add Mike Gasecki. Then they go and add Juju Smith Schuster. Montage. What did you make of the Patriots signings? And you know, you know, I'm gonna let you start this one off first, and I want to see everybody in the comments too. Mike Gusecki and Juju Smith signing with the New England Patriots to play alongside Mac Jones or Bailey Zapper, whoever they put in this week. Montage, what do you think of that? Yeah, I don't think much of it. I mean, those guys are nice pieces, but you don't have anybody to throw in the ball. You don't have anybody to kind of distribute to those guys. So 
while you know that looks nice on paper with Juju and then uh, Gusecki, and I'm not sure who else is on their depth chart. I haven't done a ton of research. Shout on out it. to Joey Pratt just brought me a McDonald's Coca Cola. So that a babe. And so I think that you know they did something that looks kind of nice on paper, but I don't really think it makes a big difference. Um, you know, in practicality and in practice on the field, it's not going to really matter. Mike Gusecki is probably going to play every other week. Um, Juju Smith will go back to trying to do TikToks and he'll piss off Bill Belichick. And um, he had to get paid this year. I don't think that Juju Smith is that great. Of a, I think that he's blessed to have played. What is this? Is it playing? Apparently, somebody's bringing me some food. I don't know. Nice. Well, so yeah, if you want to, let me talk about this real fast, though. I think that the Patriots making those signings is—it's just—it's irrelevant to me. As long as, as long as Fat Boy Mac Boy Jones is still your fucking cheeseburger quarterback over there, you're not gonna do shit. So yeah, cool. You had a tight end. He's not fucking Gronkowski. I don't care how fucking he acts like a fucking little douchebag, but he ain't no Gronk, right? Juju again, TikTok motherfucker. No, I'm just telling you, it doesn't matter. The Bills are making maybe not the splash moves, but we saw the Patriots spend mad money, Matt Judon and fucking Hunter Henry. And how did that work out so far? Doesn't seem like it has, right? Jacoby Myers was the only thing that actually worked on that offense outside of that whatever the kid um, that comes in and fucking you know he's on the return team and he basically um, he's the only thing that they had, right? But montage. Um, let's go ahead. Let's move on. And actually, uh, if, if the guys, cause we have to wrap the show up montage, uh, let's go ahead and move on to our next subject. I want to see. Taya, I'm going to get saucy this week presented by Duff's famous wings here on the sit down. Live every Saturday night at the moment. Uh, of course, you're in the Built the Buffalo Networks, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Let me tell you something. Montage and I are kicking asses. We are now making those free agent signings. We have got some momentum. We've got some action. We've got some news. And every single week, we have got you guys up to date with nonstop energy analysis and up-to-date fucking great views on the world of the Buffalo Bills. And that's why the Built-In Buffalo Network, the sit-down, is the best damn content out there. For all you guys out there that have not already done so, subscribe to us, follow us, like us. Make sure to check us out on all social media platforms. And make sure to follow my guy, Lance Nelson, at Mafia Montage, the best damn maniac in the Bills Mafia. And I'll tell you what, you can maybe give me a follow at Buffalo Sauce God. And for every single buddy that has tuned in, it is St. Patty's Day weekend. Make sure to be saucy, responsible, and as always, montage. Go Bills. Go Bills, baby. All right, guys. Tune in with us next Saturday night. Of course, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here at the Built-in Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. This is the sit-down presented by Duff's Famous Wings. You guys have a wonderful, blessed, great weekend. Go Bills. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 